Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. Pharmacy and Hallmark in Burlington, Washington, makes medicines with you in mind. From hormones to low-dose naltrexone, skin creams to veterinary medicines, pharmacist Michelle Moser has over 30 years of experience. Call her on 360-757-6677 or visit makerscompounding.com. Today my guest is Michelle Moser. She's from Washington State. She's from the Makers Compound Pharmacy in Hallmark in Burlington. Thank you for joining us today, Michelle. Thank you for having me. This is really exciting. We would like to to learn about you. What is your experience? Where did you train? Well, I'm a 1987 graduate of University of Washington State. Um, I've been a pharmacist for 30 years in a wide variety of pharmacy capacities, uh, always honing in on specific patient care, individualized treatments, customized medication. I've been compounding for almost all of those 30 years. It's um, certainly a pleasure and an honor to get to know people firsthand. So being able to prepare medications that help those individuals with their specific needs is a primary focus of what I've been doing. And, of course, patients absolutely love to speak to their pharmacist and ask questions directly, which is also a good thing. And I also notice that you treat pets. You do a veterinary um, compounding as well. Do you do LDN for pets? You know, LDN is a very exciting medication, and uh, and we do individualize medications for pets as well. It's um, makers becoming um, um, available, I guess is the best way to, to put it, being available for our patients to come in and speak with us, whether it's on the telephone or, or in person, is very important, not only to myself, but also to patients. The the critters that we treat, um, primarily dogs um, with LDN, I haven't had the opportunity to treat a cat yet, but using low-dose naltrexone in animals is always very exciting. Sometimes I have to go back and actually help the veterinarian understand the, the physiology and the chemistry behind that. Those learning opportunities are always always welcome here. We always take the opportunity to talk with whatever physician, provider, veterinarian um, has questions and certainly always make ourselves available to patients as well. Sometimes that patient interaction doesn't necessarily start out with a conversation specifically to low-dose naltrexone. 
sometimes patients will come in and they'll say that they have an issue with uh, irritable bowel or depression or they've got a skin condition that they've just not been able to arrest or have successfully treated. And sometimes that conversation just very easily and, and methodically flows right into alternative therapies. And low-dose naltrexone um, obviously is a great opportunity, but a lot of times isn't the first thing that people think of as an adjunct therapy or an add-on therapy to what their physicians have been requesting or, or prescribing for quite some time. Mm-hmm. We find that low-dose naltrexone is very successful in treating a wide variety of issues, whether it's Hashimoto's thyroiditis, um, irritable bowel, Crohn's disease, um, multiple sclerosis, fibromyalgia. And sometimes those neurological conditions are situations that we, we talk to even their caregivers about first or their loved ones about first, and then we um, help those individual patients learn about low-dose naltrexone, and then the different uh, doses that might be available. Sometimes they start at a higher dose, and maybe that's not as successful after 30, 60, 90 days. And so sometimes we'll actually back that therapy up and and um, help their physicians understand that it's not counterintuitive, but actually works better, that maybe we can just start at a lower dose and then slowly work up. Same thing for animals as well. We start with little tiny doses and, and work out and find a tremendous success in that. Mm-hmm. And what forms of LDN do you compound? I think the majority of what we're compounding right now is uh, capsules. We compound those in um, a variety of dosage forms and little tiny capsules. We do that for pets as well. We also make a sublingual or an oral drop. Either one of those is um, also very successful. We have also compounded low-dose naltrexone in a topical format so that uh, individuals with autism or swallowing disorder find tremendous success with that medication. Um, That's what becomes so exciting is that with low-dose naltrexone, it doesn't have to be a um, one-size-fits-all. We can actually tailor this and customize it so that we can treat the individual and make sure that their outcomes are um, what's best for them. Mm-hmm. And do you um, fill prescriptions in Washington State only, or do you do any other states in the U.S.? Currently, we are only uh, providing medications to Washington State residents. Um, Shipping out of state is something that we are currently investigating. Um, The rules have changed just a little bit, so we are looking at becoming licensed in other states as well. Most of the time, um, individuals, if they are out of state, have a way for us to ship to their um, family or loved ones that can then forward on to uh, where they might be. We have uh, quite a few patients that are transient, meaning that they have winter homes or summer homes someplace out of Washington State. They can still continue their therapies with us, and uh, we just find other modalities to uh, get their medications to them. Oh, that's good to know. That's really good to know. And have you always wanted to be yeah. a pharmacist? Did you, as a little girl... <laughs> That's a great question. You know, I've always wanted to be in healthcare, and I started my journey actually pursuing a degree in medicine. And I thought that I wanted to deliver babies, 
Um, and that led to a, a thought of, well, maybe I'll um, be a women's health practitioner. So I actually had a really good friend that was a doctor in family medicine, and we started talking. And he actually became a pharmacist first and felt that it was um, a much better way for him to deliver his um, his family medicine practice and being able to treat his patients, mainly because as a pharmacist, he could actually relate on a, a more personal level and understand a little bit more about medications and find that he was able to connect um, more on a personal level with his patients. So I started really looking at what it was going to be to be a pharmacist and found that as I became um, more familiar with the the study and the practice of pharmacy, that that's really where my heart was because I could actually work directly with patients one-on-one and really the only time limitations that I had were the hours that I worked. So I, I do provide that format even now. I own my own pharmacy, and um, so I have really good patient contact through either my website, through email, um, or even just face-to-face in my pharmacy. And I found that that is really my primary focus and, and passion is being able to help people understand what's going on so that they can make really good informed decisions for their, their own um, personal health care. Mm, and that's so important. I hear of so many patients whose doctors are very, very busy and they're not really given much information or help or support, and they feel very lonely, frightened, isolated. And to be able to have someone like yourself to talk to, you know, is such great benefit. So thank you very much for doing that on behalf of all your patients. I'm sure they're all very grateful to you. But getting back to LDM, how many years would you say that you have been compounding LDN? Well, that's a really good question. And when I look back, I think the first prescription that I filled was about five years ago. Um, I was not really familiar as to what low-dose naltrexone was. Um, back in the early 2000s uh, is when I first started hearing about low-dose naltrexone, um, primarily for individuals with MS. And um, so, actually, when I think about it, I think the very first prescription that I filled was probably around 2003, 2004. So, it it has been, uh, you know, a good 14 years or so when I was working at a different pharmacy. Um, But in my current pharmacy, I think the first one I filled uh, was probably around four or five years ago. The the whole idea of where LDN started and, and where it's evolved has really come uh, into primary focus. And I love that patients can research and, and become an advocate for themselves because they know what's going on in their body first and foremost. And a lot of times they need to educate me about their history and their background so that I can then use my knowledge and, and help them move forward with what is going to be best for them? Maybe it's a capsule. Maybe it's a cream. Maybe it's um, uh, an oral liquid that they can dose a little bit better, maybe a little bit more precisely for their, their specific needs. So um, I'm very excited about how LDN is currently um, becoming a 
uh, adjunct therapy and add-on therapy, but also uh, a primary therapy in so many different realms. And in those four or five years since you've been um, compounding it in your own pharmacy, have any of your patients reported any adverse effects? Um, So we try to follow up with our patients on a regular basis so that they can continue to feel connected with, um, with their health care. It's not uncommon that people um, start therapy and then they just don't know what's going on. So they kind of fall off therapy and that happens with uh, low dose naltrexone as well as with a a wide variety of of therapies. Um, I think that the side effect rate is very small. Some people report um, mild headaches, some have vivid dreams. So in situations like that, it's, um, it's a time for us to connect back with them and say, okay, so when did the uh, side effect pop up? Was it right away or was it a few days into the therapy? And then maybe we can help them do a dose adjustment. Maybe we'll lower their dose a little bit. Maybe we can get back in touch with their physician and actually change the time of day that they were experiencing um, uh, some something that popped up. And then we'll see in, in a few more days, maybe that will actually uh, fall off or stop altogether. And then we can move forward with with um, the success of their therapy in really treating their symptoms. So I think that first and foremost, um, maybe mild headache, maybe uh, vivid dreams, um, sometimes sleeplessness, but we found that if we just change the time of day or lower their dose a little bit, that tends to go away. Mm-hmm. And what would you say the the outcomes are? Would you how soon would you expect a patient to notice benefits with taking LDM? Patients report back um, success rates even inside a few days. Um, maybe they get a little bit of relief from their pain, um, from their um, nerve issues. Maybe they're able to move a little more freely. Sometimes that even happens within a week or so. As we slowly increase their dose, sometimes that uh, success rate or that effectiveness actually tends to increase. And I would say that the overall outcome of um, LDN success runs about 80, 85% effectiveness, which is a tremendous outcome when we compare it to a wide variety of other medications. We just don't see that success rate in commercially available medications. Mm, it, it is really high, isn't it? <clears throat> and it, it, It's really high, and I think that because we're able to tailor the dosing to that specific individual and customize their dosage form, but also then follow up with them and make sure that they are receiving the benefit that they're looking for. Mm. And everyone has to remember it's not a one dose fits all. It's not, it's not like taking paracetamol exactly. two, four times a day. It is... Like you say, right. it is individual. Yes, very much so. And sometimes um, people can take it once a day in the evening before bed. Sometimes they take it in the uh, once a morning. Um, sometimes they even split their dose and do that twice a day. It really depends on um, what we're finding anyway, really depends on the uh, primary situation that we're trying to treat. 
and then, of course, uh, that feedback always goes back to their physician as well so that we're all on the same page, right? Yeah, so it's really important that the um, the patient really feels that they are a part of their treatment because a lot of times they find um, that they're, they're looking for um, an, a better way to um, a better medication to actually treat their, medic their their primary symptoms or or their situation because most medications are failing them and then they're left without without um, ideas or, or even answers. So, so coming to their compounding pharmacy sometimes is a, a good way to have a start a conversation and maybe find out about some things that might um, necessarily be uh, commercially available, but but definitely a successful situation with um, with compounding. Now, people always so that sounded kind of jumbled. <laughs> people always ask, what should they take alongside of LDN? And I know that everybody's different and suggestions. <coughs> I'm sorry, <coughs> going to be different per person. But are there any standard mm -hmm. vitamins or supplements as a baseline that you would? recommend for patients to take and also diet what's a healthy diet in your estimation you know a healthy diet is something that is something we could all strive to do um, it should be a part of everybody's lifestyle because when food is supposed to be our fuel supposed to be our primary medicine it's hard to know what a healthy diet is. Um, you know, I'm, I've never been to my physician where I've asked, been asked first and foremost, um, so what do you eat and drink every day? Mm. Um, that was never, that's never really crossed my physician's mind. Um, and even when I've gone back to ask, they say, well, that's an alternative form of medicine. We don't really deal with nutrition. And I think, my gosh, nutrition should be, the primary focus. Um, so when when I ask people, what do you eat? What do you drink? And they tell me, oh, I eat pretty healthy. Um, it's okay. Well, break that down for me and tell me what it is that you do. So a lot of times we have them keep a diary of what they eat and drink um, at least for three to seven days. And then we have a follow-up with them. And we find that sometimes they're eating more out of a box or out of a can than maybe um, maybe they should be. Um, there's always room for improvement. We can always ask them to decrease the amount of sugar that they're taking in. Sometimes people don't really realize what is on the back of a label. And in um, in Washington State, we have wonderful access to farmer's markets and some, a lot of fresh medication, or excuse me, a lot of fresh foods that can be an adjunct to medication. So when we add um, fresh as often as possible and follow something that looks more like a 70% fruits and vegetables and 30% clean meats, that also works very well to improve someone's mental capacity, maybe they're able to find their words first and foremost. Um, they feel brighter. They feel much more empowered. They have a little bit more energy. Maybe they're able to then actually get out and exercise a little bit more, actually go outside and um, feel the fresh air, absorb some vitamin D naturally through their skin. But when people ask, gosh, what can I take with my medications? 
in this latitude and longitude of uh, the world, people are pretty low on vitamin D. Even though they may supplement, we always ask to see if we could do a blood test um, and really see what their vitamin D level is. Um, even though people might take an oral supplement, um, maybe they're not absorbing very well. So then we look at vitamin D in a liquid form or in a capsule form, add that to make sure that they're drinking a lot of water, really good filtered water. Um, and then also see maybe they're using some probiotics to enhance their, their gut health and absor uh, enhance their ability to absorb the medications. Most medications are not absorbed very well, and that goes for low-dose naltrexone as well. So we're really careful about the binders and the fillers that we put in our capsules and the types of capsule that we use to enhance that absorption. So anytime um, a multivitamin can be introduced, we always go for that as well. And then we always ask the patient, um, do you prefer a capsule or a tablet? Because some people know that when they take a, a tablet, it just sits really hard. It just sits there and kind of goes uh, into their gut. Well, if that happens, then that also gives us some clues that perhaps they need some enzymes. So it, it comes about um, full circle with a, a direct conversation with that, that individual to find out a little bit more about their history. What have they tried and what do they uh, need to improve on? So um, lots of water, lots of vitamin D, make sure that their blood level is well above 70, making sure that they've got a good multivitamin. Um, and then we will add on maybe a B-complex, omegas, and definitely a really good probiotic to enhance that overall absorptive picture, making sure they're getting the full benefit out of their therapies. Well, what wonderful advice. <clears throat> so how do people get hold of you? You mentioned all the different avenues. Would you like mm -hmm. to tell us the details? Well, people can get a hold of me um, through email, through our website, uh, directly by calling the pharmacy. Um, we have a wonderful website at makerscompounding.com, um, and my email is michelle at makerspharmacy.com, um, or they can call me directly at our store, which is 360-757-6677. Um, we try to um, make appointments as well. We do have personal consultations. If people want to come into the store, um, we can dedicate some personal time directly for them, set aside some time so that we, um, we're not interrupted and we can go, uh, go over their specific questions. Um, we also have a wide variety of forms that maybe they can fill out ahead of time to give me some um, insight as to what they're specifically looking for in case I need to maybe look up something that is specific for their needs, maybe provide them some information that they can uh, take back to their physicians on their next physician visit so that they can uh, be prepared and, and provide that information um, to um, maybe educate their, their uh, doctor or their medical provider a little bit about low-dose naltrexone as a, a wonderful therapy to provide a little bit greater success for that, that patient. 
And can people connect with you on Facebook, Michelle? Oh, absolutely. Thanks for asking. Makers Compounding is our Facebook page. Um, we also have a weekly and monthly newsletter as well, so people can always sign up for that, and as well as our seminars that we have on a regular basis. But, yes, check us out on our Facebook page. Wonderful, because people absolutely love Facebook, and it's a instant way of mm -hmm. messaging you, isn't it, and sharing with your other yes. followers. Well, thank you very much for sharing your experience with us today. It's been amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. We really look forward to uh, answering any questions that are out there and uh, certainly contact us um, through our website, through email, or through our phone. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Thanks, Linda. The LDN 2017 conference will be held in Portland, Oregon, in the US, 22nd to the 24th of September. If you are unable to attend in person, we'll bring the conference to you, regardless where you live. You can participate via our live stream. Check out www.ldn2017.com for early bird discounts. The conference will examine life-changing breakthroughs for treating multiple sclerosis, Crohn's disease, colitis, autism, irritable bowel syndrome, lupus, fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis, chronic pain, mental health issues, restless leg syndrome and many other conditions using low-dose naltrexone. For tickets, live stream and sponsorship opportunities, go to www.ldn2017.com. The LDN Research Trust's Facebook group has almost 18,000 members around the world. It is a great place to start your research and connect with others. www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash LDNRT. It is a closed group and only members can see your post. Nothing is shown on your page or feeds. Posts can't be shared. We do also have a page where you can share links. It's www.facebook.com com forward slash ldnrt check out our books conference pages by searching on facebook the ldn research trust also has a twitter account and you can find us on twitter.com forward slash ldnr trust individual radio shows and interviews, go to www.mixcloud.com forward slash LDNRT. I'll repeat that. It's www.mixcloud.com 
forward slash LDNRT. Makers Compounding Pharmacy and Hallmark in Burlington, Washington makes medicines with you in mind. From hormones to low-dose naltrexone, skin creams to veterinary medicines, pharmacist Michelle Moser has over 30 years of experience. Call her on 360-757-6677 or visit makerscompounding.com. This show was sponsored by Earthfield Pharmacy, who are licensed in North and South Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, and Arizona. They help with obtaining LDN and other compounded medicines in those states. Their passion is solving unique patient problems with compounding and nutritional supplements. Their patients are family. Call 701-483-4858 or visit www.ersfeldpharmacy.com. Today my guest is Steve Ersfeld, who's a pharmacist. Thank you for joining us, Steve. Thanks, Linda. Now, you're in South Dakota, is that right? I'm in uh, Dickinson, North Dakota. North Dakota, okay. And I do know that you're licensed in North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, and Arizona. So you must be pretty busy. That's correct. Yep, we we're, we're kind of we're kind of located in the southwest corner of North Dakota, and we kind of touch the other three states that are real close. And then we have a practitioner that we work with down in Arizona that. Uh, has asked us to be licensed on there as well. So, yeah. Okay. Well, our listeners really love to know who the pharmacist is. So could you give us your background, please? Surely. You bet. I'm, uh, I'm a 1998 graduate from North Dakota State University in Fargo, North Dakota. Um, I've been practicing pharmacy since that time and, and lived in Fargo for a couple of years before moving back to my hometown of Dickinson. My father's a pharmacist as well, and and I started working with him um, in 1996. I also have, we're kind of a family of pharmacists. They have three uncles, a cousin, and then my oldest daughter is also a pharmacist. So um came back home and... Uh, Wanted, we, were, we were pregnant with our third child, and we just kind of wanted to get a little bit slower pace. Dickinson's about maybe a fifth the size of, of Fargo. And wanted to um, start practicing with my dad. And, you know, from there we just started compounding in 1998. Um, I think we've been compounding LDN for about 10 years now. It just seems like the last couple of years has really kind of taken off. But we... Um, I have a wife and three daughters, and I enjoy um, being active. I enjoy learning uh, about nutrition and wellness and how to help my patients better all the time. And that's kind of kind of my story a little bit in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. So with the compounding of LDM, do you 
compound it in capsules and liquid and sublingual? You know, what forms do your um, prescribers ask for? Sure. By, by far and away, the, the biggest um, um, call is for capsules. Um, we do do a little bit of topical for some skin conditions um, for some pediatric patients as well. And we've done uh, liquid. Uh, we haven't gotten into the sublingual dosages yet. We did. We did a, the liquid we've compounded has usually been sublingual uh, drops for our patients that uh, might experience some loose stools and diarrhea when they take the the, the naltrexone. So, um, yeah. What filler do you use in your capsules? Uh, you know, it kind of depends, but but typically, um, historically, we've used lactose as is our main filler. But we've um, for for those that have lactose intolerance, we've gone to other fillers. We've used um, microcrystalline cellulose as one. Um, we've used um, acidophilus as another one. Um, so it kind of kind of depends. Oftentimes, the patients that we're treating can have multiple sensitivities, and you know, looking at you know, what, what's going to work best for them and, and kind of um, tailoring it to their specifications. So. Mm-hmm. so you were talking about the topical cream there. Do you have many children using LDN in your, um, from your pharmacy? Well, we're, we're, just so you know, we're a very rural area. We're, Dickinson has a population of around 22,000 people. Our our 50 mile radius has probably 40,000 people. Um, we don't have a, a a large population. I mean, we I shouldn't say a large population, but we we do deal with some pediatric patients, just not um, a whole lot of them. I would say. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then that leads me to believe maybe the population is a little bit older, and I've been interviewing people with Parkinson's. Um, a doctor did ask if I could ask if we'd got any patients with Alzheimer's, but nobody got back to me with that. Um, do you have any patients with Parkinson's or Alzheimer's using LDN? I don't, I don't believe we do. Um, I guess the, ma- the majority of our patients, I would say, are going to be um, using it for um, rheumatoid arthritis, that's you see that more in an elderly population oftentimes eczema and psoriasis um multiple sclerosis uh we have one one of the one of the things I really like about the l d n research site is uh that list of conditions um i had a i had a patient uh that had come to our pharmacy pharmacy for multiple years and just had a really good conversation with her one day and she was explaining that she had had um, stiff person syndrome. And I was you know, kind of shocked because I had never heard of that, that condition before. And I said, well, let's, let's go into the office here. And I pulled up the LDN research um, site and the conditions page and just typed in under search stiff. Mm-hmm. And it went exactly to stiff person syndrome. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> um, so since that time, we've gotten her on um, low-dose naltrexone, um, and she's done really marvelous. Uh, that stiff person syndrome, I, I, it just sounds horrible for those patients that have that, and she's really 
come a long ways and is is very happy with how she's done with the naltrexone. So, so how did she start taking LDM? What dose? Um, typically, we'll start them off on uh, 1.5 milligram, and um, after anywhere from two to four weeks, we'll go to three milligrams, and then go to 4.5 milligram. And that, that would, I would say, would be our typical patient. However, if they have side effects or they don't tolerate it very well at 1.5, we'll go down to um, 0.5. And if they need to go lower, we can um, even go lower than that. But that would be about as low as we start them off on is the 0.5. And then we have strengths that go all the way in between there, you know, at 0.5 milligram increments. Um, so, you know, kind of really working with the patient, you know, not everybody reacts the same. You know, what one person might feel great on four and a half, the next person might feel great on two. And, you know, increasing that dose over a period of time um, allows you to kind of um, dial in and figure out which, what, what dose is going to work best for them. I think it's... it's uh, it's really been been fun to work with these patients in the fact that they, everybody is so unique and to be able to help them as an individual um, kind of solve their, their problems is, has been a lot of fun. And when you've been diagnosed with a condition, I mean, I personally have MS, it's mm-hmm. quite devastating when you know that you know, you've got a progressive disease and there's not really a lot that anyone can do for you. And I think actually being able to talk to somebody who can give you some help and advice and let you know that, you know, the bottom really hasn't fallen out <laughs> of your world, um, you know, that life is still there for living is, is a marvellous thing. So, you know, I, I thank you for that. Um, I'm sure your patients really appreciate it. We, you know, I, I think that we, I feel that we do a really good job with, with patient care and, and, um, being, being there for them, but, but getting them comfortable with taking low-dose naltrexone. Um, oftentimes they'll get to the internet and they'll just type in naltrexone and, and they'll, you know, get a little bit startled with, with some of the uses that it has been used for historically. Um, so I try and I try and set them up before they even get to the internet, so that they that they don't um, get get freaked out and and uh, get to the the good sites like the LDNResearchTrust.org, um, so that they get good information and can um, feel comfortable with with the direction that they're going with their care. So yeah, um, patient care and a lot of hand holding for some um, is is what we try and do for them so and have any of your patients notified you of any strange side effects you know i'm not talking about sleep disturbance or vivid dreams anything out of the ordinary um i think you know i just had one um with really bad insomnia um you know it's not not really a strange side effects but um one that that was difficult because you know if you're not feeling good already and then you can't sleep on top of it um you know we encouraged her um 
I utilized uh, the, the the site, the website, and and found that um, oftentimes after five to seven days, that's that kind of can subside. So just encourage her to work through that, um, not give up, um, and that that was helpful for her. Um, yeah, we've had some patients with headaches. Um, we've had uh, patients with loose stools and diarrhea. Um, couple with like really, really crazy dreaming. Um, but most patients tolerate it really well. It's It's been been fun from that perspective is the, the, the ability to tolerate it and then the, the effect that they get with it. Well, the last time we did a survey, we found that only 5% of people had side effects. And for those that have insomnia a lot of doctors these days tell people to take it in the morning and that seems to rectify it and then they can choose whether they want to go back and take it at night but i have some members who take ldn for me and find that um, for their chronic fatigue taking it in the morning actually gives them more of a buzz throughout the day than taking it at night so I could see with that, uh, with the um, increase in endorphin levels, that, that that would surely be beneficial that way. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You were saying before we, we went live that uh, you've been treating fibromyalgia with L. Mm -hmm. Would you like to, to tell us about that? Yeah, I, I think for me that, that we've had probably the most dramatic uh, results with those patients with fibromyalgia. Um, as you know, fibromyalgia is pain in the muscles, ligaments, and tendons, but it's, you know, a lot bigger than that. I mean, you know, oftentimes these patients present with fatigue, um, depression. Um, they just don't feel good. Um, the conventional treatments, when we look at those, um, we've got, you know, tricyclic antidepressants. We've got um, products like pregabalin, uh, duloxetine. You know, they work for a lot of people, and thank goodness that they've been out there, but they also carry with them a whole lot of side effects. Um, my my older patients um, that get put on uh, Lyrica or, or uh, pregabalin oftentimes um, present with a lot of fatigue, a lot of drowsiness, grogginess. Um, they, they don't do real well with, with that medication. Um, so um, when we look at those patients and to be able to have a product um, like low-dose naltrexone um, is just uh, a huge benefit. And, you know, when we, when we look at that, we look at... Um, you know, doing some, some research on my own about mechanisms of action of the low-dose naltrexone and how it might benefit those patients with fibromyalgia. So first of all, if, you know, if we're blocking that opioid receptor, we know that we're going to increase those endorphin levels. And when we in increase those endorphin levels and that um, naltrexone leaves that receptor site, we know those endorphins are going to come in there and stimulate that receptor and create a pain effect. So that's kind of the number one um, effect with it. Secondarily, um, when we elevate endorphins, 
um, we modulate that immune response downwards. So if we look at fibromyalgia having an, uh, an autoimmune component, we're going to work on that aspect of it. And then lastly, um, fibromyalgia, um, there's some studies out there showing it's got a neuroinflammatory component. So when we're working with neuroinflammation, um, um, naltrexone is, is going to um, block that activation of the, those microglia in the central nervous system. The microglia are, are um, responsible for, for neuroinflammation. So we're going to work on pain, we're going to work on the immune system, and we're going to work on the central nervous system and inflammation there. So when I look at that, you know, it just seems like they they get really good results in, in really in a in a fairly short period of time. And I and I'm I don't know if it's because of that we're we're working on three mechanisms. I don't know if it's because um, we're dealing with muscles and ligaments and tendons as opposed to like um, inflammation in a joint like rheumatoid arthritis or MS that's you know a chronic chronically attacking that nervous system. But the fibromyalgia patients, I, I think, are just a great avenue to to work with our practitioners because oftentimes our practitioners are stumped with these patients. They they don't want to give them opioids because they're they don't work real good and they're worried about you know addiction liability and other side effects with them. And as I mentioned earlier, some of the other medications also have a, a whole um, you know amount of a baggage that goes along with taking them. So that's what I like about um, low dose naltrexone fibromyalgia has just been um, a fun fun one because most practitioners with the, the have you know family practice to internal medicine to um, rheumatologists. They're all seeing fibromyalgia patients, and they they're struggling with how to treat them. And it's a great great avenue and a great tool to have um, for them to use. So we've found that um, the fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, ME people are usually ultra sensitive to all medications. Have you found mm-hmm. that this group of people need to start on a, a lower dose than 1.5? Um, I think the majority of ours are starting at 1.5, um, but that's that's great to know as as far as maybe even needing to go lower than 1.5. So are you are you suggesting to go down to like a half of a milligram or what? Well, I, if the patient is fine on 1.5, well then that's fine, but. From the research we've done, we find mm-hmm. that those um, people with those conditions need to start lower. Um, but that's not to say everybody is the same because everybody is individual. <laughs> is individual. So I wouldn't like sure, to make for sure. such a, a statement. Uh, but yeah. on the... Well, that's good. To, that's great to know. That's great information because. Um... It's, it seems like every day that we pick up something new that we can do differently to help our patients. So, yeah, no, that's that's good stuff. So Okay. So when the patient starts LDN for fibromyalgia, how long? I mean, you were saying some of the success is quite quickly. You know, how quick would you say those patients notice an improvement? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say probably... 
you know, off the top of my head, I've got a, one case where I I did the one month follow up call, and um, this was in the springtime, and just visiting with the patient, she had had fibromyalgia for I think 16 years, and um, she said to me, she said, "You're not going to believe this, but I raked the lawn for the first te- first time in 16 years." And she said, I was, I had 80% of her pain was 80% better than when she had initially started. And that was within a month. Um, you know, sometimes it takes a dose increase or so, um, to get, to get them to where they're feeling great, but it just kind of depends on the patient once again. Um, but I, but I think they, to me, I think they, they seem like they, maybe it's because Maybe it's because they felt so crappy for so long that, that they're finally getting something that's given them some benefit, and they just kind of are really excited about it. I don't know. Well, I've spoken to many pain specialists, and they deal with patients who've been to absolutely everybody. They're their last mm-hmm. port of call, and these people have been on, you know, heavy duty painkillers you know morphine and fentanyl and a a cocktail of different medications and um, Dr Pradeep Chopra likes all his patients off opioid painkillers before he starts and the patients don't mind being weaned off because they feel that the pain is still on a nine to ten every day with all these medications and it's amazing that you know he's found that Some patients have said, you know, the pain has gone, which I find unbelievable. And then he's got others that the pain is on a three or four. But because the pain has been so high for so long, dropping to a three or four, they know the pain's there, but it's tolerable and they can still live their life and be as active as they want to be. They can, you know, mentally block the pain that's left. So even that is great. If you, That's huge. Yeah, if you've been yeah. lying, lying on the sofa going, oh, you know, because you're in so much pain, and then to suddenly, like you said, this lady out in her garden, uh, amazing, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's, it's a joy when I hear those uh, comments like that. It just, uh, just confirms that we're, you know, we're doing the right thing and we're helping patients and, it just it brings me joy. You said that the, you were in a rural area and the population isn't that great. Are there many patient, uh, patients, prescribers in your state, in uh, North Dakota? You know, we, we do have some uh, pockets of bigger population um, towards the uh, central and eastern part of the state. Um, we don't do a whole lot of, there's other compounders in those areas, so we don't typically market to those areas. Um, it's been, you know, it's, it's, that's probably the hardest thing is to get a doctor to, um, you know, educate them and bring them up to speed as to what you're trying to do with low-dose naltrexone. But once they see some patients that get benefits and results, oh my gosh, they just seem to like sets a fire underneath them. It's exciting for them and their, you know, their patients are getting relief and, and, uh, they know that they're, they're doing good for their patients. So, but, you know, getting them to that comfort level, yeah, it can take, 
multiple calls. It can, you know, visits. Um, you know, it, it to me, it, to me, it kind of, um, you know, the little snow trucks and movement um, kind of mimics a little bit what um, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy had to go through um, years ago. You know, it was just a lot of education for prescribers. Once they start to get results, they they don't have any problem prescribing it, but. You know, getting them comfortable and educating them just takes um, quite a bit of time and effort to get that done. We have a, a medical advisor called Dr. Phil Boyle. He's in Ireland and he uses LDN in his infertility clinic. He said he was talking to a doctor and a doctor asked him, he said, but isn't LDN addictive? So he said, yes, it sure is. I just can't wait for the next patient that comes through the door that I can prescribe LDN. He said, it's not addictive for the patient, but it's really addictive for me because I have seen so many remarkable results. You know, and I just want to help people, you know, where LDN is, is appropriate to use. So that made me smile. Yeah, that is. That's great. Because of all these different states that you are licensed in, how do people get hold of you to discuss LDN? You know, they can they can reach us. Um, we've got a portal on our website. Um, it's www.ersfeldpharmacy.com. Um, they can ask a question through there. They can call us directly. Our our, um, our local number is seven zero one. 483-4858 um, and they can just call us and we're, we're willing to help them um, in their little journey to wellness. Mm. That's really interesting and if there are any doctors out there in those areas who would like to learn more about LDN, maybe they can make an appointment to come and see you or you can go and see them and give them the benefit of your experience of LDN. Yep, I'm, I'm actually, um, you know, working with. Uh, I have a marketer that um, kind of gets does does the legwork and groundwork for me to go in and talk to practitioners, um, and that's been um, real, really been fruitful for us to to help patients differently, um, just to get the word out on. You know, LDN's one of many different uh, compounded treatments that we can help patients with, but. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a it's been a good journey, and I tend to continue on the journey for many years. So, and I think um, LDN is going to advance quicker with um, the pharmacies educating the doctors and giving them all the information and the confidence to prescribe, um, because you know until they have prescribed it, as you were saying to get the confidence of seeing what LDN can do to patients. Um, it's a learning curve. I agree totally. And, and, and like I said, it's, you know, educating them. It's not a, a two-minute conversation. It does take some time to kind of get them up to speed with, with uh, the mechanisms of action. Once you kind of explain those mechanisms of action, give them some studies that uh, they can look at and, and digest. Um, oftentimes that's what they need if you have a study. And, you know, we, we talked earlier, Linda, that um, yeah, it's going to be a while before we get that big 
double-blind placebo-controlled study. Um, but there are, but there's way more um, information out there online now that we can gather and um, assist those practitioners in getting to that comfort level. Well, thank you very much for sharing your experience with us today. I really do appreciate it. It's been very educational. Thank you. And, you know, I've never been to England, but this is the closest I've been right now. <laughs> well, Hopefully someday. If you make it over here, you can come and see me. Or we've got the LDN 2018 conference up in Glasgow. I saw that. Yeah, so I saw that. When is that? Is that is that in the fall again? No, it's July. July the 7th. July. Mm -hmm. Wow. Just that sounds I like that could be interesting. Huh? <laughs> That'd be fun. Be good to meet you. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. This show was sponsored by Earthfield Pharmacy, who are licensed in North and South Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, and Arizona. They help with obtaining LDN and other compounded medicines in those states. Their passion is solving unique patient problems with compounding and nutritional supplements. Their patients are family. Call 701-483-4858 or visit www.ursfeldpharmacy.com. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.